It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Stars of the turf. But it's up, up to Yarkow Shark. Champions of the track. He's the best in the land. Sunday Sun won it. The best to ever pace. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. And the calls will never forget. He's an equine masterpiece. He's fearless. This is Baz and Izzy's New Zealand Cup Week Countdown. Oh, how good, how good. Welcome back to a Cup Week Countdown, which we are stoked to say is presented by Fibre Fresh Equine and Calf Superfood, which is proudly New Zealand made. Today we're a week out, seven days, and a horse who won seven times and was taken far too early from us and the racetrack was a horse called Tiakao Shark, the big chestnut. Well, his win in 2018, Group 2, Coupland's Bakery Mile, was as good as you'd ever see. And it was also his coming out party. A big, flashy son of Rip Van Winkle, who had it all in front of him. Here comes Tiakao Shark past the 200 metre mark, and he's gone straight on by Tiakao Shark. Oh, he's good. Boots and all, Rangy Poe, Colonel Kev. But it's up, up, Tiakao Shark. The boy in the tangerine and blue. And Tiakao Shark won it by seven. Yeah, yeah well, he was a superstar, wasn't he? He was purchased by David Ellis at Tiakia and trained by the brilliant Jamie Richards to Group 1 success here and in New Zealand for a group of owners who had some incredible experiences. Karen Fenton Ellis, she manages well, managed the syndicate and she loved this horse as much as anyone did. She's with us now to reminisce about Tiakia Shark and that day at Rickerton back in 2018. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, gents. Um, been called off the bench, I see, because uh, David Ellis is actually around looking at Randy to run horses today. But oh, he made me a bit emotional listening to um, those calls again. <laughs> he really was one serious racehorse. Yeah, well, he was, and I remember Jamie as well. Karen was—he was constantly talking about how brilliant he thought Tiaki Shark was, and just how mm. the the heights that he felt he could get to. It must have been just a, a devastating time. When, when he obviously, well, the day he had to retire him and then since then um, humanely um, sent him off to sleep as well, as well. That must have been devastating for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was, gents. And I, I think, you know, 
a big thing for us is we've always been of the philosophy you let the horse do the talking and I know there was a lot of hype around Tiakau Shark I mean for a whole number of reasons I mean he was a gorgeous flashy chestnut who had an extraordinary personality I mean he was owned by um, a bunch of characters um, from both sides of the Tasman uh, well documented um, um, the, uh, the Tiakau Shark the Cronulla Shark um, Paul Gallon involved there too um, and he just captured the imagination of people not only in New Zealand but you wouldn't believe the fan club he had in Australia I mean he just sort of transcends that sort of you know nationalism that we have for, for each other like all blacks versus wallabies I mean he was as loved in Australia and actually worldwide as he was in New Zealand and um, yeah just the way he let down the way he unleashed I mean he had extraordinary heart and courage uh, and I think that that sort of lights up the lives of everyone when they see you know a star like that on the race course when did you know Karen when did you guys know that that he was going to be something special you Jamie David Mm. Mm. it's a good question because I think again it's well documented that he had issues you know throughout his career I mean he only raced 14 times when we lost him he was six years old so that's a very lightly raced thoroughbred Um, and he was extremely patiently handled by the whole team Um, he, he actually won on debut uh, at Tarapa back in 2017 with his almost constant companion, Opie Boston, our stable jockey. And then he won his second start at Matamata. And that sort of momentum started building a bit because at start number three, he actually went down to Rickerton uh, during Cup Week and he was fourth in the Group 1 uh, New Zealand 2000 Guineas. Um, we actually had a stable Cornelis on Balish Age of Fire and he was fourth. But at his third start, that was quite a remarkable performance and he was only beaten into fourth by a nose, by a lip, basically. So... You know, we had to give him a big break over that period. Then he didn't come back till September in 18. Um, won at Hastings, the first day of the carnival there. Then won the Red Badge, which was a Group 3. And all that momentum was starting to build, and we were seeing more and more of him, particularly at home. And then we decided to send him south, of course, as you, um, as you played there to the Copeland's Bakery's Mile. And I think that would have to be one of Mark McNamara's enduring race calls, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was fabulous. I love the bit where he said, and the shark will have a sardine to follow into the race. Pretty tasty for a shark. I mean. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, you know, we had a lot of fun with the name too. But he absolutely destroyed them. And you don't see many, um, many horses uh, in that race paying a dollar fifteen a dollar, if I remember rightly. Hi, Karen. It's Izzy here. I want to ask you about Tiakau Shark. You spoke about it. His life was cut relatively short. A young age didn't really uh, get yeah. to achieve or, or have a go at those heights. We can't, you can't predict the future, but if you're going to try and have a prediction, do you reckon Tiakau Shark could have gone on to do bigger things in the racing industry? Yeah, I think, I think that's really interesting what you're saying because, you know, just that last season before we had to retire him, um, then we started seeing exactly mm. what that potential was. When I mean, we sent him over to Australia, I mean, he was second behind Dreamforce in the Group 2 tramway. He was beaten literally a lip. Um, with Macker on, James McDonald on board in the Epsom, beaten by Colding. Mm. And you could say that one of his best races of his career was a third in the Cox Plate uh, behind Lise Grishur. Yeah. And, I mean, he really was controversial starting in that race because he was the only horse that hadn't won, won a Group 1. Then we brought him back. He won the Group 1 at Tarapa. And, of course, um, it was an amazing day in February, just last year. God, it feels like a lifetime ago, where he... Um, we won a Group 1 with Probabilde then. 30 minutes later, he came out and he won the Chipping Norton. And I don't know whether many people remember, he beat a fair racehorse into second called Very Elegant um, and, mm. and, and Fierce Impact. So I think, I think you're right, Izzy. I think that he was just starting to become a fully mature racehorse. 
Um, you can't predict the future, as you say, but he had so much more left to give. I mean, we do believe the mm. best was still in front of him. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Hey, let's uh, let's project forward a little bit. Obviously, you guys at Tiaka absolutely love Cup Week Carnival, and you've got you got Sam Burgess and the assistant trainer down there, who's been been down in Christchurch for a little while, and no doubt Jamie and all the team are heading down shortly if they're not there already. There's one horse which mm. which stands out a little bit for us as well. It's no Veer <laughs> this weekend in the yeah. Group One Two Thousand Guineas. Can you give us a little bit of a bit of a stare on Novia and also the rest of your team for the cup for the cup carnival. Sure can. Um, and you're right, Sam Sam Burgess is doing an outstanding job. Um, with the team and Lydia Truesdale and the rest of the team in Christchurch. I think Novia we've held in, in, you know, private regard for quite some time. Um, he was bought by David. I mean he was an expensive cult which, you know, usually makes a headline um, at at uh, the Caracas sale. Um, but he's the real package. I mean he's got the pedigree, he's got the looks. Obviously we're trying to develop a stallion career for him. Um, the son of Savabiel, he won the Group 3 War Decree last start, which, you know, starts adding to that value. Um, Opie Bosson will ride him. And, um, you know, you can never be confident in those big races. There's some, some um, fierce opposition. But, look, he's ticked every box so far. Um, he's, he, his work has been super. Um, he hasn't missed a beat. So we are very confident he'll go a good race. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, we're going to have to let you go, Karen. We could sit here and talk to you for ages because no, we're my fabulous, <laughs> fabulous to chat too, and we no appreciate problem. You such a reminiscing, yeah, reminiscing on that that success at Tiakia Shark in the 2018 Group Two Coupland's Bakery Mile. So, all the best for for what's coming up down there in the in the Christchurch Carnival. Thanks so much. I love the show. Keep being awesome.